Hello, I'm Adam, and welcome to Tales from the Potting Bench, a gardening podcast where you'll hear tales and stories from the most interesting and different people from the world of both indoor and outdoor gardening. This season is sponsored by the wonderful people at PlantGrow, producers of award-winning organic fertilisers made with zero chemicals. Great for your garden, and even greater for the planet. And don't forget, you can use the code POTTINGBENCH at plantgrow.co.uk to receive 10% off. In this episode, I spoke to Young Designer of the Year 2021 finalist and RHS medalist, James Smith. Keep listening to hear just how we think schools can help create an interest in horticulture from a young age and much more. So, for anyone that is not familiar with your work and what you do right now, who are you and what do you do? I'm James Smith and I'm a landscape garden designer. And I'm based in Hampshire. So how did this come about for you? So how long has this been your the, the thing that you've known that you want to do? Presuming you do want to do it. Yeah, yes, I think I think it's a weird thing not to want to do now. <laughs> yeah. um, so I I started sort of in the horticultural and the sort of like design world. 2012, I think I left I left school 2012. I uh, went to do horticulture at college and there just so happened to be a design module in, I remember first or second year and I, I it was one of the things that I just picked up instantly and then I just thought oh, I could be a designer here <laughs> and then went just sort of like continued the like the path I think you call it so I went on the university did a good degree in garden design and you know haven't really looked back so you so you came out of school is that pretty much knowing that you wanted to pursue horticulture in one form or another yeah I think I've always you know I've always been interested in sort of outside world and sort of you know, my parents had a really nice garden they still do uh, so it's always something that's interested me so I think I think just garden design sort of just I think it just happened by chance that there was a module there at college really so it's cool did you have any idea kind of what you wanted to do then going into college other than that kind of garden design module I suppose coming into your life did you go into that enjoying any one part of horticulture I, I think i just went into there like a, a like a young person with like open eyes and just sort of seeing what the what the industry could sort of open up to me and it was just sort of you know it just happened to be garden design that sort of was probably the one module that really did click and i sort of you know you look forward to it every week yeah and it's sort of like you really gel with that sort of one topic not that i didn't with the other ones because i loved all of it but it's that that one thing was like i really want to do this do you know what it was about that 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 had that initial kind of pull for you and I suppose that's still whatever it is that attracts you to it still now so like at at school and sort of you know in spare time I did you know I did art school and drawing as that you know could pick it up quite easily but I think it's just being creative I'm not sort of someone that can sit down and sort of take notes and you know look at a powerpoint presentation for three hours Mm. um but like being able to be creative in that you know I think it was like Something like three hours on like a, like a Monday or Tuesday afternoon, and I thought this is great. I can just draw a garden for three hours a week, which is you know get to that full time now anyway. So yeah, yeah, it's literally your your yeah. life. Man. So what yeah. year was that? That you? What year did you finish college? I was at I was doing horticulture from 2012 to 2014. That was an extended diploma. I did that for two years. And then what happened after that? Like how quick were you into your first kind of role within? So I then went to then I did a degree in landscape and garden design university for three years and then literally straight graduated job and just pushed on from there really i imagine i I would love to kind of know i suppose how easy is not the word is it but how what the actual path from 
from college to university to getting that first kind of break, I suppose. How easy, uh, it sounds as though that was fairly smooth. I won't say easy, but fairly smooth. It's not really. on paper, it does On paper, exactly. I just yeah. wonder, because this is really, really interesting, I think, because I've, along this along this podcast and now in its third season, even in this season alone, I've spoken to people that um, have been designers for years that have had different backgrounds that yeah. are fairly new to it. And I think what one thing that seems to chime, and this will obviously chime with you, is that it is, it's not that it's difficult for young people to get into horticulture, but it's that it doesn't it doesn't present itself as an option, I suppose, for a lot of no, people. No, no, it doesn't. I'm kind of fully blame the schools on this one. I think you know, like they are 100 to blame. Like I was, I was quite, you know, I was fortunate that my dad's like he- was like is was heavily involved in horticulture and arboriculture. So I, there was still sort of like like a path on it. We never really discussed it until I sort of was starting as a colleges. Not once did we talk about plants or anything. It was more me annoying than talking about football. But <laughs> it was, but but for me, I. You know, if it wasn't for my dad, I don't think, or even because obviously I, obviously I must have spoken to him about it at some point. But if it wasn't for that, there would have been no chance would have gotten to it. Not a single. Like you talk about what I wanted to do, my options to my teachers, and they, they didn't have a clue because mm. I wasn't going to sixth form or anything. Sort of what they wanted people to do. No, they didn't want to. They didn't want to know the career advisors didn't even know what it was half the mm. time. And you know, you just saw that old kid that's going to start <laughs> looking at plants and <laughs> drawing them. <laughs> That's so funny. I just wonder, I wonder how that will evolve. And I've, I've spoken about this as well before, is just that I think when, <clears throat> this makes me feel old, but when I was at school, um, when I finished school, uh, finished secondary school 16 years ago, and thinking about what the options were at kind of GCSE level, that's where it needs to start, obviously, because I think once you... Yeah. Once you leave school, effectively the world is your oyster and you can take that however you like. But the fact that it's not presented as an option, I think, is, yeah. the, is the concern. I mean, how, how do we change that? I don't know. I'm mean, not saying we come up with the answer right now, but I just, <laughs> yeah. how, just, how does that how do you change the world? Uh, I, think it's, I think it's just like, you know, I think it's got to be led maybe in primary schools sort of get it really early on I mean, primary schools could, could be simple. You can link it to your science classes and sort of you know, take them out and be practical. I think in secondary schools as well, just have that, you know, that module like during one term in school where they're going to sit down and talk about horticulture. It's a science topic at the end of the day. So, I mean, how hard is it just to sort of discuss it? Because, you know, they talk about, I think it's biology anyway, they talk about how stems are made and plants and everything. So surely they could just expand that and you would just think let so, people in. But yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think schools, because it's got nothing to do with sixth form or anything. It's got nothing to do with, well, it has everything to do with academia because, you know, plant scientists are smart as anything. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think they sort of notice it as sort of like that sort of career path that That's schools it. want, really. It's not, doesn't tick their boxes. Doesn't seem to, does it? But then I think the more you think about it, um, which I, I feel like I've been thinking about it quite a lot, is that it encompasses so many different parts of um of all sorts of different skill sets that's the thing is i think it's not just a science it's an art and it's a it's an everything in between it's a there are media roles there are you know there's this kind of everything it just doesn't present itself it's such a, it's such like a broad topic as well and for them not even to like know or even like heard of it mm. i mean you do get the odd you do get the odd like oh do you going to be alan titch much when you grow up well not really no <laughs> but you, you know you're always going to get that one person who thinks they're funny but yeah it's it's one of these things that it's got to change at some point and whether it will or not i don't know i don't have the answer to it unfortunately yeah, think, but fingers crossed fingers well in fact well it worked for you and that's that's um yeah it's all that matters for you at the moment and say so, yeah 
you exactly the, the system i wouldn't say the system didn't fail you but you found it you absolutely yeah, found I, it. I think it was yeah it sort of you know opened up to me i sort of jumped at the chance to sort of pursue this and yeah i think it's working out all right so far certainly seems like it i mean you <laughs> yeah. were was it tatton where you got your medal yeah so i did in 2021 i was one of the five young designer finalists of the year and that was like my first sort of real show garden experience in that sort of world and that was massive sort of learning curve like every day i think I sort of entered it november time I think it was right. found out just before Christmas I got in so I got a six month block to sort of really learn how to plan this all and not just like plan everything like logistics wise and everything sort of how do I take this from like paper in my mind to sort of yeah. a show garden quality you know space and it was just it's a completely it a different massive world it was, it was completely it was massive it was just completely different to what I'm sort of used to and you know usually I'm sort of like you know like if you work for a company you have like a big team you sort of like pull in like loads of people but you know when you first start out you know you can call upon like different people to sort of help yeah. you out once or twice but you sort of yeah it's all in one sort of like everything's going on at the same time and yeah you know, i think i was on the phone these few hours every day I bet. <laughs> just trying to email and trying to get free things in a time where people didn't want to give me three free things so it was sort of that was that was a fun time i bet and obviously COVID, covid as well had that to sort of was it going to go ahead was it wasn't yeah. are we allowed to gonna have a full team you know did that impact you at all did, did the kind of ramifications of covid impact on what you did in the end of i, I think obviously at the start because it was over winter and we sort of it was all that whole time where it's like well, we're going to go in a lockdown again where we're not yeah. if we're in lockdown again you can't you know you can't you can't go out and pick your plants you can't go out and, you know, and do the normal things you do when you're going to go and do a, do like a show garden because you need to look at every single detail and like and be like really picky like everything yeah and so that sort of had played i did play it did play a bit of a part but once you got the sort of the the okay for it all to go through then it was sort of 100 mile an hour just running through brick walls just to sort of see how far you can get i can only imagine that process because i think we we don't necessarily as from the outside always appreciate the massive run-up there is to the actual show and it's just you know that i think shows are on i don't know how long tatton's on for is it is it on for a, is it five days the, yeah the show's on i think it's about a week but yeah, yeah. five five days i think it is five on for. i think yeah. but i think it's those you've just said the six months before the amount of prep and everything that goes into that i think i don't think as a as a consumer of a garden show or a flower show you necessarily can fully appreciate that level of work that goes into it that was like a massive like stress ball of, a, of an experience but i think you know compared, if you look at like how much effort i put into like tatton those chelsea designers must be sort of you know on it 24 7 sort of 365 sort of just like this is my world for the next part of my life essentially yeah it's mad isn't it so for anyone that that hasn't seen your garden tell us tell us what that was what were your influences what has inspired you to do so my my show garden was called it's okay not to be okay and it was all around mental health uh you know i had sort of like pillars and statements about one in four people you know suffer and struggle with mental health within the uk which is a horrifying stat and the whole space is supposed to be a calm sort of that naturalistic space just to take you away to a seating area front of a nice water feature just to sit down ha have that private space sit down and talk with someone mm. and i think out of covid and you know everything that's been going on in the world i think that was sort of like quite a nice topical garden just to get people talking as well and how do you feel the what the response was like either at I the think, show or, or kind of i think the, the response the response of people was great you know you know loads of people sort of sort of like i really like resonate with this garden mm. you know it really got them really got them thinking and when they found out like little details about why 
there were certain types of trees and why mm. I had the pillars there sort of goes, oh, you still got that libel moment. Like, oh, that really, that really makes sense. And, you know, people, people, just, they love colour in the garden, had a lot of colour and grasses and everything. So yeah, that takes I, a lot of boxes for people as well. I remember seeing, I remember seeing it and it, uh, there was something about yours that there was, I don't know. I mean, this is, this is, this is just me, but I think there was something about the, the verticals of the pillars, but then the, I suppose what's, what struck was the, the, the horizontal of the, of the wooden kind of slats in the background. I don't know what it was about. Yeah. That. I just, I really loved that. I think but, it's the thing. The colour yeah. in front of it was just gorgeous with the Rebecca and so. Yeah. I think it was just a great way of sort of, again, breaking up the space. Uh, I think, you know, we had our paved on 45 degree angles and we mm. had the pillars upright with the slats sort of going in another direction. It just creates interest to the eye. Mm. And those those slats, when you sort of sat down sort of in the sunken seats area, came actually quite tall. So actually, you know, it came really enclosed and it's quite a, actually quite a nice space just to sit into. Yeah, it was gorgeous. And you'd got is it beach hedging and birches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had silver, I had betula, nigra, Betula, just pendulum standard sort of the one that everyone I think everyone's first tree that they learn is that one <laughs> um so I had those two and again I had them in the ratio of one to four as well which represents the people stuff with mental health so everything was sort of linked in together and every you know everything had a reason why so I mean very well thought out I think has that expi- either the experience or I suppose the the kind of the feedback and the thought after it has that either put you off doing another garden or has that made you want to do another one instantly i i i've I actually i get asked this a lot I, <laughs> I every time someone asks me about it i get asked it and i i think i do want to do another one i think i do but it's just the it's just that you've got to sort of if no, no, the next step is you know, hampton court or chelsea and they're, they're huge yeah and you know you need a big sort of financial backing and yeah of course yeah you know, almost you to do one to that scale it's probably a year you know planning and Mm. Yeah, he'd be thinking a year ahead and now maybe at some point I definitely want to do another one yeah. never say never no no yeah never say never exactly so you're okay. going through your career who who has has been your either inspiration or who who have you kind of drawn inspiration from either gardeners or what have been your influences um I thought oh, that's a good question um <laughs> I think I think sort of like the Pierre Udolf when I first started out you know his planting is, is brilliant I was able to go to his sort of housing work Mm. garden sort of in july that was amazing um sort of you know everyone's when they're at university like james cornered the high line um i think that he was i think that was sort of like that standalone one when i first started that was the only that was the only big space that she could name at the time I think I think now it's like you get a lot of inspiration nowadays you get a lot of inspiration from Instagram mm. I think there's a lot of designers on there that you go oh that's quite a, that's quite cool can I use that or yeah absolutely can I, can I can I put a twist on that is why you know could I do my paving like that or you know I think it's great for that sort of thing in a minute and it's I think it yeah just inspiration comes from everywhere I think anyone it doesn't matter who you are if, yeah. if I like your garden I like what you've done and I'm gonna I'm gonna take some inspiration from it yeah you're gonna borrow things borrow ideas yeah, yeah definitely so going back to to show gardens who which gardens have you seen over the last kind of year or two that have that have stuck in your mind I like Tom Massey at Chelsea this year mm-hmm. like liked loved his sort of i like his style anyway his sort of yeah. planting and and that sort of like the aura that his sort of gardens have Pollena wilkinson i liked her yeah. space yeah the, the planting was exquisite there wasn't it that, i mean she's yeah, was, she's just a force to be reckoned with isn't she yeah 
yeah just her like social media presence and her gardens are just sort of wow mm. um i thought it's quite it's quite difficult to think about all the gardens i've seen over there it is. Sort of put one into one sort of like block and you go i know they're I all know. crossing over now they're all sort of like <laughs> who actually designed what now what i know i remember the space more than the designer which is which is probably yeah. right isn't it really but quite interesting one actually i think i'll let I, you think there was, that. I, I, don't, I don't think there was one this year that i actually went oh i'm not sure on that one i think i like I think like a lot of them actually there wasn't mm. one that sort of went no i'm not a fan of that one yeah no i know what you mean so what so we're thinking about maybe you'll do another garden one day not right now what is yeah. what is in your kind of immediate future then what are you working on at the moment what can we expect to see coming up oh, i've got a few sort of big business coming out with a minute we've got a massive few sort of like countryside gardens that have you know gone past the design stage and hopefully going to go onto site soon um hopefully a lot more that i can share of finished gardens which would be great um hopefully looking to do my sgd membership in the next year or so mm-hmm. to get the ball rolling on that one and just sort of progressing within the industry really to sort of making a name for myself yeah definitely i i definitely think you're this is going to sound patronizing i don't mean it in this way but i think you are going to be one to watch like for sure i just think you're i'll, I'll, I'll take that yeah <laughs> i just think you have got really you've clearly that, yeah. got, you've got a love for it and you can just tell that and I think um, I think that comes out in your designs as well. But some of the stuff that you post on Instagram, the designs are just they're just gorgeous. Where can where can people find you on Instagram if you uh, if they want to search you out? Find me at Garden Designer James. Ingenious. Straight straight to the point. <laughs> so, <laughs> why make it hard? Exactly right. So it's come to that point of the podcast where I've got three questions to ask you that I ask every guest. Um, I can't wait to hear what your answers are going to be to this one. So if you imagine your garden at home, I, pre- I presume you've got a garden at home. Very careful. I've got a balcony, so oh. I'm a bit... Well, it's a garden. Oh, cool. It's a garden. Yeah, oh, yeah I've got go- plants on it. So anyway, Going back, that was a standout for me from Chelsea, was, was the Cloud Gardener's garden. Did you see that one? Oh yes. Yeah, today. Brilliant. It Amazing. was. Absolutely was. So um so anyway, so you've got a balcony balcony garden. So this I don't know if this that's going to make this more difficult or not. I'll, but... I'll just think about my parents' garden. We'll go okay. with that one. Okay, fine. So, uh if you had to redesign your whole garden, balcony yeah. or parents, your choice. Yeah. With one type of plant, so you can have multiple varieties of that plant, but only one type of plant, which would it be? tough one because i think you, you had manage on your podcast and mm. he said grasses and everyone yeah. on your instagram questions i always say a grass <laughs> so i'm not gonna I'm, I, I always try and be clever and i'm not gonna say that um <laughs> i'm gonna try and think outside the box and it's difficult actually but i might i'm, I'm gonna say agapanthus oh okay i think that's the first I'm gonna, agapanthus I'm gonna, I'm gonna say agapanthus i love agapanthuses mm. not sure how they'd work on sort of like a large sort of scale considering that you know they lose the flowers sort of in the winter yeah um but i think I just, I just think when they do when they do pop and they do flower they mm-hmm. are stunning and you know even their foliage would be nice you know it's nice base and green as well so yeah i true. think to go for an out of the box sort okay. of answer okay. i'll go with agapanthus agapanthus it is um if you could only ever use one tool again and uh, no other tools which which would it be for everything oh it's somehow more difficult than the yeah. plant one question, isn't it? It is because I, I'm going to say a trowel. Okay. I think I'm going to say a trowel. I've got, you know, I've got a few trowels, and I've got sort of like a long-handled one because I'm quite mm. tall. 
so mm. I don't have to bend down. This makes you sound really old. I'm not. <laughs> I, I can kneel down if I need to, but it's just that I call, I call it my tall person trowel and sort of yeah. it's like that long. So I sort of I'll go with that one. It's quite a handy multi-use. I, I totally get that. One. I'm not. I'm not particularly tall, but I picked up an old. I think it was. I don't know where it was from. It was from a garden show, just a, like a vintage stool. And it was it was about, I mean, this is not great for a podcast, is it? But this is it was about maybe, I don't know, a foot and a half, nearly yeah, yeah. two foot long. It's like it's somewhere between a trowel and a spade. And yeah. it's just, it's perfect because the, the head, I don't know what yours is like, but it's perfect for bulb planting and just yeah. so many other things. Yeah, it's, it's either that or sort of like a mini, like a mini spade. Mm. So they're only about still yeah. that length, but you can dig with it and plant with it. So yeah. either those two. One of those, yeah. Okay. And the age-old question, if you had to impart one piece of gardening wisdom on a new garden owner, what would it be? Do what makes you happy. It's your <laughs> garden. You know, you're going to use it. You do in your garden what will make you happy. James is still very early in his journey, but it was fantastic to talk to a young voice in the bustling world of garden design and to hear a perspective of someone entering into what is bound to be an illustrious career. You can follow James on Instagram at GardenDesignerJames. Join me next week where I'll have yet another fantastic guest from the world of flowers, plants and blooms. You can follow me on Instagram at ViewFromThePottingBench to find out who that might be, or sign up for my free newsletter to hear it first.